Hello and welcome to Box Office Receipts. I'm your host, Tyler Callahan, and we got the standard numbers to talk about, as well as the news from Hollywood. Let's get started with the weekend top five. Opening in the first place is The Conjuring the Devil Made Me Do It with 24 million. Dropping to second place is A Quiet Place Part 2 with 19.5 million for a total of 88.6 million. And third place is Cruella with 11.2 million for a total of 43.6 million. Fourth place was Spirit Untamed, which opened with 6.2 million. Lastly, in fifth place is Wrath of Man with 1.27 million for a total of 24.6 million. Also, as a quick note again, Godzilla vs. Kong made $463,000 for a total of $99.1 million. It's being dragged over the finish line of $100 million, but it should be able to do it. So clearly The Conjuring took some of the audience away from A Quiet Place, which makes sense, and considering it is on HBO Max, its opening is respectable. Not amazing, but not bad. However, like Godzilla vs. Kong and Mortal Kombat, we need to see how its likes are. Like, can it finish at least past $15 million domestic? That remains to be seen. A Quiet Place had a big drop, but that is due to, you know, built-up demand from people going out from last weekend and The Conjuring affecting it. Word of mouth is still strong for the movie and will easily pass 100 million. Gorilla had a 48% drop, which is not bad and can easily finish around 75 million domestic. For it to get to 100 million, though, it's going to need legs like Raya, and with F9 and Black Widow getting closer, that may not be possible. Raya had the benefit of all of March and April for itself. For this upcoming weekend, we got another Warner Brothers movie with In the Heights, which has been getting rave reviews, so we will see how it goes. Should take first place, no problem. Chinese box office was really quiet this week, uh, enough for F9 to take first place again for the third weekend in a row with only $8.9 million. The good news for Universal is F9 did pass at least a $200 million uh, milestone in the country with it at $203 million. In second place is Stand By Me Dorimon 2 with 7.7 million for a total of 36.4 million. In third place is A Quiet Place Part 2 with 7.1 million for a total of 29.2 million. Cliff Walkers is in fourth place with 3.2 million for a total of 179 million. Fifth place was Level Terrace Apart with 2.5 million. And in sixth place with 1.78 million after one day in theaters was Cruella, which premiered on Sunday. So for an opening day, the very slightly better than Raya in China, but this will not be Mulan. At this rate, it should finish around 15 million at most. Now, early reviews from people seeing the movie are positive, with a 9.2 on Moyen, so I think what might be hurting it is the sudden release, considering we only got the official release date last week, you know, and being in China is like, alright, yes, you put out the Chinese version of the poster on Weibo and stuff, you know, their social media, well, that's fine, but then you need to start ramping up promotion. So, I don't know. Looking forward in the Chinese market, I still haven't gotten any confirmation on what Chinese movies will be playing in July, and if there actually will be a blackout for non-Chinese films. Um, based on how Paramount and Disney have acted the past few weeks, and Universal by releasing all their movies early, they're very clearly working under the assumption two to three weeks in July, they ain't getting, they ain't getting anything released. So we'll see. To finish the numbers, let's take a look at worldwide totals. The Conjuring the Devil Made Me Do It is now opening in more countries after its premiere in the UK last weekend and is now at 57.1 worldwide. A Quiet Place Part 2 is at 138.6 million worldwide. Gorilla is working its way to 100 million with it at 87.1 million. 
F9 is at 256 million worldwide, and will get its boost when it releases domestically in a few weeks. Wrath of Man is at 86.7 million, and Peter Rabbit 2 The Runaway is at 48.8 million, respectively. Moving into stories, while Disney will not say how much Cruella has made via Premiere Access, we know it's a lot because they are already working on a sequel. The Hollywood Reporter has the exclusive on this in that Disney is already laying the groundwork for it, and it's expected both director Craig Glimpse and screenwriter Tony McNamara will come back for the film. No word yet on whether Emma Stone will come back to reprise the star role, but it's safe to assume Disney will do whatever they can to convince her. The news of a sequel so soon is surprising, but it confirms that Premier Access is a success because even at a budget of $100 million, if we're going just by box office numbers, the film was a failure. But Disney is seeing this very differently. Who knows, maybe it's already made a small profit. For the idea of its sequel itself, I think it's smart. The film has solid reviews and great word of mouth so far. If they can take this version of Cruella to a different narrative location than, say, just wanting to skin dogs for a coat, people can get behind it more, especially in the sequel. Another movie in the works at Disney, but specifically over at 20th Century, is a new Master and Commander movie. Now, don't get too excited about it. Uh, Russell Crowe and Paul Bentley are probably not going to be back in it. Uh, this is expected to be a prequel with the adventure uh, where they first meet. Deadline has the exclusive on this, and while no actors or directors signed on yet, 20th Century has signed Patrick Ness to write the script. As for the idea of bringing this series back, it can be a good idea. But without Chrome Bentley, you're going to need to sign on two actors that have strong chemistry. And a bit on the younger side, because if it's how they meet and it works, you can have them carry future sequels. So for me, my excitement for this will be based on who is playing the lead roles. Paramount has given a date for their next Quiet Place movie, and that is March 31st, 2023. This is not Part 3 directed by John Krasinski, but the spin-off movie directed by Jeff Nichols, which is set in the universe. We knew about this movie since last year, so to get a confirmed date is nice, and just under two years from now seems reasonable. It also looks like Krasinski will be working on part three at some point, since it looks like they are reserving that title for the next Quiet Place movie he does. Now for movies currently in development, Deadline has another exclusive on this with Donnie Yen joining John Wick 4, and he will play an old friend of Wick. I like Donnie Yen, so for me this is exciting news, and hopefully we get more than just one action scene with him. For the movie overall, filming will be in this summer, so uh, only a few weeks from now. Tom Cruise is probably screaming in his trailer right now, as Mission Impossible 7 has had to halt production for two weeks due to a crew member getting a positive COVID test. Everyone was now self-isolate for that time before resuming filming. When I heard the news, I was surprised, as I thought the movie would have finished filming by now. Uh, when Tom Cruise had that rifle outburst, that was back in December, so they have been filming for over nine months straight. Anyway, Paramount has not said anything about this uh, stopping production, delaying the movie any further, which is good. For VOD Premium, let's start off with Viacom, CBS, and Paramount Plus as they look to beef up their film selection. This week, the streaming service will be adding over 1,000 films to its lineup and aims to have over 2,500 films available by the end of summer. Some of the films include Wolf of Wall Street, Rocket Man, Terminator Dark Fate, and School of Rock. This comes as an ad-supported tier for the service, has also just launched. Coming in at $4.99 per month, the only main difference between the two plans, besides having ads, is that the lower tier plan will not have your local CBS channels available to watch. It's good Paramount is starting to add more movies to its lineup, but if they really want people to sign up, they need to start a marketing campaign highlighting these movies. 
I knew they were adding some movies this month, but I did not know it included Wolf of Wall Street until I read the article. So they need to create new ads for the service highlighting these movies. Should at least help convince people to try out the ad-supported tier. The final story for this week is a battle between Disney and Comcast over, you know it, Hulu. See, Comcast ain't happy with the mouse in what they believe is a dilution of Hulu's worth. So a quick recap on the situation. Disney, after buying Fox, owns a majority of Hulu, but not 100%. That cannot happen until 2024, where Comcast will sell it back to Disney. The issue is a percentage of the value of the company, not a fixed sum, and Comcast believes Disney is hurting the value of Hulu on purpose, so when it comes time to pay, they will get less money. Their main argument is Disney canceling the international launch of Hulu, opting to launch Star either as a standalone or built into Disney+, Plus, depending on where you live. With this move, Hulu has now been regulated to just being in the United States, where growth is limited at this point. Now, both companies are in arbitration to determine how much is Hulu worth exactly. A really good article on this is from the information. I will link it in the show notes. It's worth a read. But they mentioned Disney would point out that if they went ahead with an international launch, it would need a Disney Plus as a bundle option to help Hulu grow. Now, in hindsight, this battle might not mean much because per their deal, in 2024, an independent party will evaluate the worth of Hulu and Comcast will get its, its cut from that. But this shows us this is not a peaceful transfer, and Comcast is looking to get every dollar it can from it. Personally, I think if Disney did it on purpose to dilute the value of Hulu, it's smart. Why would you want to help grow a service over the next few years, then pay a cut of it to one of your competitors? Also, I agree, Hulu has no awareness outside of the US, so if there was an international launch, Disney would need to market it hard with Disney+. Plus, Which then means Hulu becomes worth more and Disney has to pay more. I'm curious if we will get uh, numbers out of this and see what the companies currently think Hulu's worth, but since it is an arbitration, it's unlikely. That'll be it for this week's episode of Box Out vs. Seats. Question for the episode is just what we talked about. How much do you think Hulu's worth right now? Just a little fun question. Let me know on Facebook, link to the pages in the show notes. Thank you for listening. See you next time.